I just hit record. <laughs> you have no choice. <laughs> ah, your choice. No choice. As captain of captain of this ship. That's what you'd say. Your prerogative to. Mm. to I just hit record. I uh, just hit it. Oh, okay. Well, these three day weeks, they're exhausting. Oh, yeah, up. they are. I woke up late this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I showed up a little bit late on the uh, thing here. I was dreaming a dream. Was it good? Well, it was. It was just just weird. So some. It ended up me going to taking helping little people mm. downstairs. <laughs> really? So now, now we're going to count. Uh, are we counting little people among the people you don't like? That you feel should be banished. Oh no no no! no. I, he was no. He was helping the little people. Oh, I see. Push, he was pushing fat people out of the way to help the little That's people. Right. Fat people, get out of the way! I'm helping tiny people now. God. Have you been outside yet? Uh, I, uh yeah, I. I was uh, this porch area I'm in. Yes. I closed the windows because now, that smoke smell. Is this is what I'm saying. Smoke gets in your eyes. I thought I'd start off with something a little calming, a little tranquilo, as we say, Espanol. Uh, I noticed it as soon as I went out this morning, an hour ago, with the stand man. And it's, uh, I don't know what it's like where you guys are, but it's not only can you smell it, but it's, smell it. You can only, it's in your eyes, my friends. I'm just exasperated. Are you? Well, June has re- really been pretty much a write-off. A piece you of shit, think- really. Between smoke and weather, it's just like, you know, Monday and Tuesday and lousy weather, and then Wednesday it's supposed to break, and I think there's blue sky through that smoke, but obviously, and not only, you know, bad weather or rain is one thing, but when it's actually unhealthy to breathe the air. <laughs> yeah, think about that forecast. Whole, that's a whole other uh, yeah. uh, kettle of fish, as they say. Smoke gets... Are you going to go for a walk today, Fred? Are you, you canning a walk and doing some sort of stair thing? Oh, no, I've got other things on the agenda. Um, no, I've, no, I wouldn't walk in this because it's... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to walk in this either. I'll ride a cart, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will not walk in this weather. What about masking? You guys going to mask up with an I-95 mask to prevent the smoke from entering your uh, precious lungs? I know, I got I listen, I haven't got that much time left. I don't really care at this point. Well, it's funny you say that, Howard. Very funny, funny, funny. <laughs> um again, you know, I, you get to be our age. How many good summers have you got left? Uh, you know, where you're healthy and you can enjoy it and be functional and this one's going to be ripped right away from us. Like one of the, is this smoke going to continue through the whole summer? Yeah. Well, on and off. Yes, it will. Dan, what's the, uh, what's the website again, Dan? Firesmoke.ca. Firesmoke.ca. But it doesn't predict the entire summer. No, no, no. uh, You know, like 24 or 48 hours, something like that. Okay. But I, I, but then you, um, did they not get all the rain we got to put those goddamn fires out? Anyway. (laughs) So to answer Um, your question, how many good summers where we're going to be cognizant, healthy, able, mobile? (laughs) Remember, people couldn't wait till COVID was over. Now we have like smoke in the air and wild inflation. Yeah, on the days on the days it's not smoky, it's raining. <laughs> There's wild inflation, and that's right. 
there's foxes running through the neighborhoods now. But you know, you know yeah. what we're here for? Mm. Do you know what, what we're here for? Frivolity? Yes, to make okay. people's lives, people's yes. lives of anguish a little bit better. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from our state-of-the-art Humble and Fred studios in Toronto, from the well-equipped Brampton facility with a pool, and from a porch in Stratford, and is brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, Architect Outdoor Living, Palma Pasta, and our newest sponsor, Stretch Lab Toronto. And now, it's time for Poop Talk, Resting Heart Rate, Dick Jotes, appropriate theme music accompaniment, it's Humble and Fred. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, our uh, dear friend Jeff Lumby returns to the program today. He's taking a couple months off. He's hanging out in France and will join us shortly. Can I share a conundrum that I have with you two? Conundrum away. Sure. Dan. Dan. When you were uh, here uh, as part of the odd couple. Yes. You know how occasionally I would say to you after. I shouldn't say occasionally. This is going to wreck this. But, uh, you know, I've been uh, fighting, battling some stomach issues for some time. (laughs) And. you know, and Dan and I would be talking and I would let wind go. And I would say what to you? I would say, Dan, I have a condition. It's a, it's it's a, condition. Yeah, I have a condition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't occasional, by the way. It was, it was, it was pretty uh, constant. Close, yes. Closer to frequent. Yes. I, you know what? Thank you. So I've been experiencing uncomfortable, frequent wind for some time now. Would you agree? Yeah, I I didn't realize it was uncomfortable for you. Well, it's it because of, it build, I get a buildup of gas in my stomach and my intestines, and I I have no, I have, I can't hold it. Uh, Why am I bringing this up now? What's the conundrum? Well, yesterday I was speaking to Juliet, Julieta, Senora Espinoza, Espinoza. And um, I was talking to her last night, and we're talking about what we're going to do. I was talking to her about uh, maybe coming to visit you guys at the trailer, and she was all into that. And uh, then I got off the call. We talked for quite a while, and I thought, what am I going to do when she's here? Because I basically, my frequent wind eruptions, you know, I'm going to have to be taking gas X every day or something. Well, gas X is a solution. Maybe ask Doll because what is that? Fred what is that pose you're? What is this pose you're doing right now, Patterson? I'm just listening. You're like you're like a, you look like a oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm absorbing. Again. I'm preparing for a retort. Okay, what's your retort? I don't have one yet. That's what I was doing. <laughs> okay, I, was, I had my head in my hand, thinking, yes. "Okay, I'm listening." Like, and what uh, you know? What what will be my contribution? You're now like, you've derailed your story. <laughs> that's it. I'll do, that's the story. Oh. The only story I have is I was wondering, what am I going to do when she's here for a week? Because it doesn't but seem Fred, to be going away. Fred, you've said before that doll, you've never heard or no. smelled one of her. No, no. no. Yeah, and for, she must well, at some point. So maybe she can give you guidance. Yeah. No, I doubt that. Because she's calm and serene and. Mm-hmm. Nibbles at her food, digests right. properly. That would be her thing. Don't eat so fast. Yeah. 
for every bite you take, you're swallowing like six pounds of air. <laughs> when, you, when, when you and I eat together, like I was just trying to think yeah. about that dinner we had at your place in Mexico. It was fantastic. When Dahl and Laverne made all that chicken and stuff. And like I was just inhaling it. That's what I, and that phrase describes how you and I eat. We just inhale it and along comes a bunch of air. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, speaking of my wife, and again, that's what she would say to you. I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just the typical old married guy now. I'm here this morning, and I open up the computer, and on my notes here, I write down the date at the top right hand corner, and uh, June twenty eighth. Oh. And I thought, oh shit, what is that? It's my anniversary today. Uh, Happy four, anniversary. I wow. 43 did, years. Uh, no, I haven't got a card. I haven't got flowers. I'm, I mean, I can still dash out this morning after the show, but it's not like traditionally I sort of like to have it for when she gets up in the morning. Sure. It just completely slipped my mind. Well, what you should do is go upstairs. This is like a Ricky Ricardo thing. Reset yeah. her alarm. So she thinks... <laughs> <laughs> you you set it back three hours so that she does she looks at it when it's really six a.m. It'll be nine nine a.m. But you'll have time to run out and get a card and then uh, get the band and sing. Happy anniversary, baby! Got you on my mind. You know, I uh, I remember as a kid, I maybe it was what about nineteen seventy two? Maybe my mom and dad. It was their 25th anniversary. Wow. And, and and we kids, with the cooperation of some older aunts and uncles, held a 25th anniversary for my mom and dad in Scarborough. And I remember at the time thinking, 25 years, oh my goodness, they're old and all, you know, all the things yeah. you think as a kid. And now 25-year anniversary is 18 years ago for me. Like, holy cow. And the 18 years? The curtain's closing. <laughs> so, to review, <laughs> the summers are shot. I, I can't stop farting. And uh, the, curtains yeah. are, the curtains are coming down in our lives. It's great. <laughs> right. Happy anniversary, <laughs> Oh, great. Baby. Got you on my mind. Yeah, I was trying to... I, I wanted this show to provide relief for people. <laughs> yeah. Fred, 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 here's the thing. Yes. With with uh, with a card, you're just showing appreciation, and you are a super creative person. You have a great sense of humor. It's part of your job. All you have to do is, you know, fold up a, a piece of paper, create a card, and then and do something creative. You know, draw a little drawing on the front, and then mm. a little passage in the in the, and it will be probably more appreciated than that eight dollar card you go buy. It's eight dollars. He's not spending eight dollars on a card. He's going to go to the dollar store. No, no, no. I, I, I do sometimes, but not for a card for her. No. I spread my cheeks for her. Hey, do you guys, have you ever in the aisle um, choosing a card for whatever occasion and you get a bit choked up as you read it? Does that ever happen to you? Because I'm like that. Because if I'm looking for a card for Delisa's birthday or for one of my kids or our anniversary, you know, if you get a nice card and it says not, like I find myself getting a bit choked up and... I'm thinking, yeah, I guess I got to get this card because mm-hmm. if it's choking me up in Shoppers Drug Mart, what will it do for her? Well, I think I, I think I have a knack of choosing <laughs> yes, nice you do. cards. So you oh. get choked up in Shoppers. Is that before or after you go get your anal cream? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you get all no, you get all misty eyed while holding a tube of anal <laughs> anal itch. Oh, why do you? You know, I thought that was a nice story. I was, <laughs> was telling, and you have to yeah, go there. I'm sorry. No you wonder because I Jay couldn't yeah. stand you. <laughs> <laughs> You asked the you asked our opinion. I look. I stand in front of those card things and think these are all stupid. That's I just keep. This is dumb. This is yeah. That's stupid. a better take. I can't. no. I, no. No. And I. And you know what? I. I. You're generally you're you're right. Especially the price of them. It's just ridiculous. Now, like, what's that all about? A piece um, of cardboard. Well, here's what I say. I, I'm more. I get choked up when I'm given a card, mainly from uh, one of the kids. On Father's Day, I got a card from Spencer, and it was a pretty nice card, like New York skyline and whatever. And then I opened it up, and all the things said inside the card definitely choked me up. That she wrote? That she wrote, was part of the card? No, no. No, I I like that as well. Yeah. Like, that. Charlie's been... Like, I've got... I've still got some of Charlie's, but... Yeah, it was a really sweet one from Spenny, and... uh, I definitely got choked up, and I've kept it. I actually had it down here. I was going to uh, just because the card's really cool, like the skyline, and anyway. But uh, yeah, no, I, I like that too. When I get cards from my kids, and there's extra notes in it, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's fulfilling. Sometimes you know, you actually think, "Hey, maybe I did something right." Um, this is what I was looking for. What is that? Oh no, they they've uh, taken it away for some reason. I was going to say. Because this is something we all grew up with, but uh, now it, uh, it's, you know, sometimes on Spotify, um, you'll go to hit something and they've, someone's removed it. Uh, let me see. I don't here. know. Well, here we no, go. This, sir, is, this is what I was looking for. Oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the audio's not very good. Happy anniversary. For a cheerful toast and fill this. Happy this is what you do. You go into Doll's bedroom and uh, surprise her with a little of this. <laughs> Was this from the Flintstones? Yes. It's uh, Barney on a piano. And the somehow they got... you remembered. How could I ever forget the happiest day of my life? Oh, happy anniversary. And uh, somehow they get the uh, piano into Wilma's bedroom. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, they just keep... The, the, the bit is they just keep doing it over and over again. Anyway. Oh, I know. That's, uh, it's funny when you get an outside shot of their house, it's just like this little round boulder with a cat no, on top of it. But yeah. when they're inside running through the house, it goes on forever. Window, door, window, door, window, door, window, door, window, door. It's, it's, uh, you know, I guess you have to be an adult to catch that. But yeah, as a kid, we were just like, wow, the inside of the Flintstones place is massive. Dan, how, um, so I got to, uh, so, you know, I've known Randy, who I was with last night, Randy, ex-wife Randy, just a delightful, delightful woman who uh, we were hanging out with the kids last night and because um, they're all going away. And uh, I was, so I've known Randy for, I got married in, so 88, uh, 35 years. Is that right? 34 years. 88 till now. 34? You didn't get married in 88. No, but I got, I got married oh. in 89, but I've known Randy for 34. For 35 years, mm-hmm. I met you 34 years ago. Mm. So, but Randy and I were separated just prior to our 20th wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. Dan Duran, how yes. many wedding anniversaries did you get to? 
I don't know. I was learning at 25, somewhere in there. 24, 25, I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. you really. I don't, I don't. I don't oh, no, I don't. no. I'm just, I'm surprised at that. Yeah. I don't, like, yeah. Me too. Yeah. No, the time flies. Yeah. I don't what think your math works. What, what year did you get married? Um, I think it was 96. Yeah, right. So that would be. Oh, yeah. Wow. Anyway. Crazy. Remember the dates, but not the, you know, the actual date. Well, you don't. Yeah, you don't know how old you are. So how would you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. if you got. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't know if they, they have the math works, but I don't have time to do it now. What right. do you mean? His math. 96, is, 25 years would be 2021. Yeah, but you were separated long before 2021. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> Fuck, okay. that. you know. Well, I don't know. I lost track of it. I mean, we, we had uh, we met in 82 or 92, rather. Okay. I don't know. I've lost you know, track. I, yeah, I, you know, I knew, I knew I was going into <laughs> to murky waters when I was asking for numbers and dates. Well, Howard, do you and Randy still acknowledge your anniversary? Um, yeah. Like I don't necessarily mean cards and stuff. No, we yeah we absolutely married. uh, Oh, we we acknowledge the anniversaries. We always acknowledge uh, things like uh, you know on the kids' birthdays. We'll all we'll send each other a note. You know, good job creating these uh, special humans. Uh, Oh yeah, you know we're still very. uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going out with her this weekend. But you are divorced, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got divorced in uh, February. Of 2004, separated in September of... No, I'm wrong. 2014 and separated in September 2009. Now, will Randy meet uh, Benita Espinosa? Juliet. Oh, Juliet. It's not like her name is that difficult. Will she, will she meet Camarita Mapadita? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say her last name. She sounds like the first baseman for the New York Mets. Seriously. But anyway. Yeah. What's her last name again? Espinosa. Oh, yeah. Espinosa. There's a lot of Espinosas in uh, Major League Baseball. Good to know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Uh, well, she. Well, um, here's the thing. <clears throat> I need. Uh, I'm. I'm afraid to even say this because you're going to mock me. But when Juliet is here, um, obviously I'm not golfing. But there's one day where I'm on this team, this provincial thing, and it's the playoffs. <laughs> Wait a minute, see, see. But I don't care. I, I'm doing this for the oh, show. Oh, what are you, so what are you going to do? Drop her off at my house and get me yes. to mind her? Yes. <laughs> yes. So there's one day where I have to be gone for a few hours to play in this this provincial playoffs. I can't get out oh, of it. Let it go, let, my Listen God. to me. Listen to me. Just stop. Okay. So I've, what I did is I arranged with Charlie, and, I've saw, and I spoke to Juliet. I said, listen, there's going to be one day when you're here, where for a few hours I have to go. And she's like, that's fine. I'll be fine. So I talked to Charlie. I said, would you come and have lunch and, you know, just sort of hang out with her? Charlie says, absolutely. And then Charlie finds out that she has to be in New York when that's uh, on. And then I, so, and Spencer's not going to be here. So, <laughs> so Phil Hong's going to do it. <laughs> no, it's now, it's, uh, Randy might do it. Randy might, oh, you, well, to ask you, to answer your question, Randy might babysit my Mexican girlfriend. Well, I uh, listen. I, I, 
I can't even joke about that. How sweet is that? Yeah, no kidding, huh? Right. It but is. But on the, on the other hand, she may need a break from you and just a little, you know, a little alone time. <laughs> what would, sure. Would be, uh, what would be wrong with her not, you know, having anybody to... Uh, well, only because, I, you know, take I, the day and, just because, uh, you know, because uh, it would be nice to have some company. And uh, the, 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 there's another uh, person I was looking at is Charlie's work partner's mate partner is mexican he's from mexico city so i'm gonna see if he wants to come by and hang with her and you know just do you know spanish stuff for a few hours so when she's here what it, what is it you know cn tower casa loma no, no, center no. island all no no stuff. no she's been Blue here before. game all that stuff. Uh, no uh, i'm gonna go to uh, she wants to go to um so I, she was really excited to go to the lake because she loves the, you know, likes the, you know, natural world, nature, Med- nature. Yeah. Medieval times. Yeah. yeah. Do that. And uh, she's been to Toronto. I'm not taking her to the CN Tower. She grew up in Mexico City, so the city isn't going to be like, oh, my God, buildings and fucking, you know. So uh, I might do Niagara Falls and I'm going to do uh, Burley Falls. And the rest of the time, I'm going to spend some time, uh, you know, quality time. <laughs> some uh, you know, I don't some quality you. time here. Yeah. Yo, I bet. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you really want to impress her, go over Burley Falls in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can borrow Dan's kayak and go kayaking. Uh, <laughs> Look at the balls on that guy. Uh, He's going over the Burley yeah, Falls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Going He's going over the falls, over the falls in a barrel. Life jacket on floating. <laughs> um, okay, listen, we got we a show. We got to start the show. Let's uh, start it. Dan Duran, uh, lots of busyness today. I'll message you, but fit yourself in somewhere between Lumbee, the retirement Sherpa, Tanner's on the show. It's going to be very busy. But we do want you back uh, for your news. So just take a guess somewhere in there? Yeah, just guess. You just, you know, I'll, I'll text you. All right. All right. Thank you, Dan Duray. All right. Yeah, it's going to be busy today. And uh, we appreciate you all being with us. Uh, let's uh, show some appreciation for these fine focus. Uh, our friends at Architect, a full-service turnkey building partner uh, with uh, with their clients. That's the way they do it. You know, you enter into this uh, relationship, and yeah, you're partners because you want a product, and they've got to deliver it exactly the way you want it. They help create the, the design uh, right down to the exacting level of detail, and then they make sure it gets built with your exact specifications. It's your backyard. It's got to be done your way, done right. So uh, this makes it simpler for clients, of course, because uh, Architect, they source the materials. They make sure it meets building code requirements. They prepare the construction plans. They they apply for all the permits, which can be rather tedious. Uh, They manage the entire job site for you. Working with Architect ensures that you get what you want and that it is done right. Architect.com. Uh, I want to talk to you about the benefits of getting a uh, assisted stretching routine into your life, especially if you're like me and you play maybe a little bit too much golf. Stretchlab.com. Improve sports performance. You know, if you're getting a little bit older and, uh, you know, you want to stay in some kind of reasonable shape, we've all got aches and pains. This is really something. I mean, Fred's had a not one of these stretches, but you've been assisted Years ago, you had an assisted stretch. It really is different than you doing stretches on your own. Would you not agree? Well, 
Yeah, absolutely. Because you just they just take you that much farther, and uh, that's uh, that's when it works. Um, if you're looking to improve your sports performance, looking to decrease joint pain, and others uh, simply just put some these are these are reason people go. Other people just simply want a great stretch. No matter what brings you into Stretch Lab, the benefits of a professional assisted stretching routine are tremendous. Increase your range of motion, reduce muscle and joint pain, and right now for a uh, introductory offer, fifty nine dollars for a fifty five minute stretch. Go to the website, sign up for that. They give you an assessment. And you will walk out feeling different. You will be better after you visit stretchlab.com. Uh, she was, uh, she thought it was quite sweet that I wanted her to meet you guys. She said, uh, I would love to see, meet some of your friends. And I had to point to, uh, I said, this guy, the Fred here, right over here. Because I do the uh, yeah, I do the calls here in the studio at night. So yes, it's going to be very exciting. We're all going to be excited, and uh, it's going to be awkward too. That's what I said to her last night. I said, "Are you worried about coming here and visiting with me, someone you've only literally met in person like six times or five times?" And uh, she didn't seem to be concerned about it at all. Which How is long good. is she coming for? Seven days. Hmm. <laughs> What's that? What was that noise? No, I, that's nice. Yeah, that's and her nice. her daughter is not coming. No, her daughter's going to be in Italy, where uh, Juliet used to live. Juliet, uh, her second language is Italian. She lived there for twelve years, and mm-hmm. uh, she speaks beautiful Italian, which is great. Another language I don't speak. So, have you like where are you in this relationship? Have you discussed the sleeping arrangements? Oh yeah. Uh huh. So you've prepared the guest room for her? No, I have not. Do you have any other questions? No, you actually have that. You oh, yeah. actually have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a grown human being. I'm a semi-grown. So when you come to my house, there's going to be there's only one bed. <laughs> I'm not coming to your house. I'm going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> you say to her. Oh, I. Oh, I, oh, I by see. By the way, yeah. there's only one bed in my house. Mm. No, no, we've had the conversation. Um, you know what conversation you and I, what? Hmm? I, oh, wow. <laughs> Listen, you know, I know you've been married for 43 years, you know, but I'm out there in the world. You know, I'm trying to figure some stuff out. And uh, here's an opportunity for me to uh, engage with another person in a, uh, you know, romantic uh, way. And I can't wait. It's going to be great. You know, I'm going to have to, I'm a little out of shape, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll remember how it works. You know, a little out of practice. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, don't film it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hey, would you mind if I just, I know this is our first time, but do you mind if I put a little camera on here, just a webcam? It's a little thing I do on my site. Um, listen, man, we got a lot to get through before uh, Lumby joins us here. One of the things in our pre-show meeting, I said, you know, we didn't talk about the fact that last weekend while we were not working, Russia was engulfed when a mercenary named Yegevany, whatever, Prigozhin, Mm -hmm. basically turned his troops, the mercenary group, the Wagner group, and started heading toward Moscow. Yeah. Like 25,000 troops. We're marching toward his buddy, Vladimir Putin's place, to wage yeah. a mutiny on the, uh, the head of uh, Russia. And like most cowards like uh, Putin, 
you know, they they detected a plane leaving Moscow and all the GPS was shut down on it. So they pretty much determined that Putin, while he was coming, was leaving town. Oh, yeah, I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah, um, which doesn't surprise me. And he's going up that road unimpeded. And along the way, citizens actually coming and shaking his hands and congratulating him. So what does that tell you about the status of that country? Well, it gives you sort I mean, at first, you and I were talking about there's the fact that there's really no hope for that place because we tend to think in terms of what we here in the West think of terms. Think of Russia in terms of how we see politics, but it's completely different, as you said. It's just a bunch of oligarchs and this this head of this system, but it's not like our system. There's no getting rid of him. You know, I'm surprised he left because he's got his his personal guard is 200,000 troops. No one's getting near him. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty fascinating, this uh, Pergosian guy, because he started off as a as a, a street vendor. Do you know his story? Mm. No, I don't actually. So this guy starts off not to, like not to that detail. I just knew he became uh, Putin right hand man for a while. But here's something. where he started. He started like this is what Russia is. This guy starts on the streets of Russia, you know, making food for people. Then he becomes a caterer, catches the eye of Putin, becomes Putin's caterer. And then through his connections, like he starts accruing all this wealth. And then he becomes the head of this mercenary military group like it's pretty fascinating and then he turns this group on and the wagner the wagner group is waging war all over the planet so he's become a billionaire this guy that used to sell street food and then he turns his troops on the guy that helped make him all this money yeah you know and it's 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 cyclical in russia too you know you know, the guys at the top, I mean, systematically over the years, eventually the threatened. Now, Putin's been there for 23 years yeah. under their so-called democracy. I mean, yeah, Putin's um, been there only basically half your marriage. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how do you like their term limits? It's unbelievable. But I don't know what to say. And the thing is, you know, Putin, that's what they, you know, and a lot of people were saying that last week. You're thinking, oh, this guy's going to Moscow. Great. He can kill Putin. We can get rid of him. And then. You know, all the people in the know, the insiders knowing how Russia works, said, be careful what you wish for, because this guy is pretty ruthless himself. This Prigozhin guy, yeah. And the thing is, Russia's never going to change because of all those oligarchs and the money involved and guys that make and have acquired and have accumulated more money than they'll ever need for generations and generations and their families still want more so it'll never be a flat out like democracy. It's uh, it's sad, really. It is sad, and and what you just described, like, I started thinking about this weekend, like this guy and and his origin story, how he started off, you know, from nothing and became a billionaire, and mm-hmm. and and all these other oligarchs, and how they all got wealthy, and and they're all they they all owe something to to Putin, and they're all their own little sort of. You know, houses, and it reminded me of Game of Thrones. You think about it, Putin's the Lannisters, and all these other guys are, you know, different houses that, you know, sort of owe him a debt for helping make them their big houses. So they don't want to. The thing is, those guys supporting Putin, they don't want it to change because it makes them rich, as you said. 
Yeah, and even if it's not Putin, they want somebody like Putin. They want that system. And I know there's probably a lot of people up there out there spitting up their coffee, what I just said about what we just said about money and everything, because you look at the United States. You know, people in Congress and the Senate make $175,000, $180,000 a year and leave as multimillionaires. I, I, I get that. Yeah. But again, they still have term limits and they can be voted out of office like they have been. You know what I mean? So from that, we're well, even here in Canada, like Justin Trudeau will become a multimillionaire if he's not already through his father. But that's just the way our system works. And um, I don't know if you're going to change that, but it's still, you know, at the very basis of democracy. We we the people can get rid of them. Yeah, not there. And that's why this war is so, you know, I, I, I was like a lot of people like you, when you, you hear about this thing going on on the weekend, you think, oh, maybe this will be the end of, maybe there'll be a big change. The, and, and you could see the people cheering this guy on because the actual human beings who live in Russia, mm-hmm. they're, they're not fooled by this. They know this war. I have to believe they know this war. You know, what I've been listening to on the weekend was people saying that it's becoming apparent to the citizens as their men and young women come home, you know, dead and, and injured. That this, is, this isn't something that's good for the country. Um, but well, yesterday, a, a restaurant was bombed and five people die, including three children. Um, do they get that news? We got that news. I imagine <laughs> through the channels of... Russia, that information is available to the average citizen. Somehow it's available. I mean, their internet is not completely shut down. So the, the, the fact that this guy was uh, going, he was uh, hundreds of kilometers away from Moscow, and I can't remember the name of the town, but they were cheering him on, as you said, because they know this isn't good. And, and the closer you are to Ukraine, I have to imagine, they know it's not really Nazis in Ukraine. And whatever it is, the fact that the right wing faction of the idiotic Americans support this in some way. But the last thing I wanted to say, because I was telling you before the show that this is the part here. It's like uh, all of a sudden there was a surprise twist when Prigozhin and Putin struck a deal that saw the Wagner forces return to their bases and Prigozhin agree to exile in Belarus in exchange for amnesty. And as I said to you, does anyone really believe this guy is going to be able to just like hang in Mm. Belarus now and everything's all right? You know, don't walk by an open window. <laughs> exactly. Even CNN yeah. was saying somebody better be tasting this food. Have yeah. as, as, like there's it made me laugh out loud, loud when I heard them say that. Oh, yeah, he's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. He's just going to go to Bel- Belarus now. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. I know. Anyway. I know. I know. So much going on. Even, you know, um, I wanted to bring this up too, seeing that we're on politics. You know, your buddy Gong. Who yes, for Gong Gong. His first name is Xai Hua or something. Edward anyway, is uh, Gong his English name. Finished 266,000 votes behind Olivia Chow and has demanded a recount. Mm. He is claiming the election was not valid. Is that the new thing now? Yeah, oh, no, it's... Uh, like, this is this the new thing? Thank you, Donald Trump. So that's... that. <laughs> He f- 266,000 votes behind, and he wants a recount. He's on Twitter. He actually posts it. You know, he's questioning whether this election was valid. Yeah, that's so, what you do. The damage that Trump has done to democracy from that standpoint is uh, <clears throat> it's disturbing. 
It is. Yeah, you know, because we joked yesterday, <laughs> fucking Chris Sky wanted to recount. Yeah. It's, in our, prior to the 2020 election, yes, I'd heard through the years, there's always a little bit of this or that. There's a few hundred votes here. A ballot was spoiled. Somebody's mm-hmm. dead. Those are stories that were in the news. It's not like it's brand new. But now, every election everywhere, including here in Dinky, Toronto, yep. is some idiot who had no chance of winning can now say, I want to recount. Oh, do you? Do you really? Yeah, like if Poliev doesn't, like brace yourself. If Poliev doesn't win the next election, we're going to hear that from a West and all the gun-toting mm-hmm. pickup driving yahoos. We are. We just are. The, you know, the precedent has been set now. So it's just like every... It's just so, again, it, that one thing that we could value and hold on to and be proud of now has all sorts of holes poked in it. And again, for no reason. You know, no, exactly. Brett Bear said to, to Trump the other night, like, you know, it went to court. It went to different levels of court. They did recounts. Like, what more do you want? Why are you doing this to your country? And he's, a, you know, that, that, that Brett Bear, I got some respect for him mm-hmm. for going into that interview and we talked about it this week if you guys haven't seen it yet you should check it out but he went into that interview knowing that he he knew the truth the the problem with donald trump is donald trump also knows the truth which is i you know i'm gonna play a little audio here in a second but we sort of spoke you and i about how guys like hannity and others in that world they all know donald trump is a buffoon Mm -hmm. and yet somehow it serves them to pretend he's not but even Donald Trump, like while he was saying to that Brett Bayer guy, you know, recounts and all this stuff, Donald Trump knows the truth. Well, of course he does. It's all a, you know, it, it's a it's a scheme. It's yeah. A, uh, and, you know, listen, yeah. we've all told for his own benefit. And that's the thing that gets me more than anything else. At what point point do people turn around and go, now he's making me look like a fool because it's just so ridiculous now. You and I were talking. He's, yes. he's in it. He's in it for himself and nobody else. What was that thing we were talking about yesterday? And I said, well, that was like a lie of kindness. What was that? Oh, I can't remember. But, you know, we, listen, Jesus. we all we all lie to a degree. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. We yes. all we, we all <clears throat> falsify information sometimes for people's benefit to not hurt their feelings. But this but, guy, this is a mm-hmm. this is a master class in manipulation because Donald Trump, you say what you want about the guy, unless unless I'm wrong and he's a complete psychotic sociopath. Maybe he is because he knows that election. He's been told a thousand times it wasn't stolen by smart people he chose to have around him. And yet there he is staring into the camera on these rallies, continuing the narrative that it was stolen. And again, the fallout, you know, and mentioned many times over the past several months, over the past couple of years. I mean, stuff even happening in Canada. If the Trump thing had never happened, those in, those things wouldn't happen here in Canada. Just again, the you know, the the resistance to government, the whole fuck Trudeau movement. The, oh, yeah. The, the, you know, Ottawa, what happened? None of that would have happened. None of that. And, and this sort of attack on democracy for self-interest would not be happening. But again, just look at this guy. Like a counselor in Toronto. Like it's, it's like, come on, buddy. 
And again, it's coming for our federal election. Mark my words. Yeah, what, what happened with Trump uh, getting elected is it made, it made being dumb sort of fashionable again. You know what I mean? It gave people who really didn't understand and don't listen. I'm not saying I do. I'm not saying I understand the complex issues of government and how economies work. And I I don't. But I I don't because I get what I'm getting at is people like Theon Fleury and and Chris Skye. What it gave them is an entry point Mm -hmm. to have an opinion about started with vaccines and freedom. Like we've mm-hmm. joked about this a million times, this freedom convey freedom from what? Mm-hmm. But you see, you don't have to understand politics or policy or complicated mm-hmm. nuanced government, how it works. All you have to say is Trudeau's a dictator. <laughs> Fuck. Really? Mm-hmm. How, really? He's a dictator now. Yeah. And no, I guess I that's don't. what I'm saying. I gave an, it gave an entree to stupid people to be part of politics at a bigger level than we've ever seen. You know, and it doesn't help that it's being fueled. Even on some levels here, like the Toronto Sun, like Joe Warmington and a couple of the other whack jobs that work for the Toronto Sun, so disappointed in Joe Warmington. You know, they they fuel the fire um, by spreading this sure. nonsense on some level, by raising questions. You know, and again, Fox News in the United States, I told you before the show, I, I read a funny thing yesterday about Fox News. And again, they all have their problems. CNN has problems. MSNBC, you can call call them all into question, but not on the level of Fox. It's for imbeciles. And somebody wrote that, you know, how do they decide what flies on Fox? What will be a news story? And they basically said, if it pisses off your grandfather and scares your grandmother, it's a Fox <laughs> news story. That's right. And that's so true. Yeah, it is so true. Because a lot of this tape stuff with Trump and everything that we've heard over the past couple of days on every legitimate news outlet in North America, you know, they have a different spin and they just take little portions of it and they try and defend Donald. Well, maybe he really didn't mean this and that. It's like all you're doing is hurting your country for bottom line. And I, I, I just can't relate to that. It's. Well, as I said to you, I can't remember if we've mentioned it, but as I said, those guys like Hannity and uh, all those people over there, Laura Ingraham, they all know better. They all right. and, and they identified this guy a long time ago. It's not like Trump's new in the in the cultural zeitgeist. They all know him, but they choose not to acknowledge what he's who he really is again mm-hmm. for their own benefit and to the detriment of the greater good of the society. Well, because if they do, then they're actually helping the Democrats and you absolutely cannot do that because no. it's become so polarized. And let's state this again, too. And on our email show tomorrow, we got a few responses about people, you know, oh, is there too much Trump talk and all that stuff? And it was surprising the support we got, because, again, you know, as as intelligent people realize this is going to affect us. It has affected us. It has affected us, as we've been talking about over the past few minutes. But if for some crazy way he's reelected and, and he pardons himself, it's going to be four years of revenge. And believe me, Canada is not going to be any consideration for him. He will make moves. If it hurts us, he will not give a shit. So, so yeah, this means a lot to us. And, the sub- and, and as far as defending us, you know, we kind of took a, a, a vacation a vacation. <laughs> we took a, a pretty big break from the Trump stuff. 
And I've, I've said this, you've said it, we both said it on the show. This has, this is not a U.S. thing. This is a world phenomenon, the likes of which you and I and our many, many years on the planet have never seen. And so let me just make this point that if we didn't talk about it, it would be weird. You know, like if we didn't play some of this audio, yeah, it's fun to mock it, but it would be, it would be weirder if we weren't talking about it, given our history and what interests us. Well, you find yourself in a weird situation because the thing is you wish, wish more people would grasp the, the magnitude of it. But, you know, it's like I was thinking back in uh, early 70s. I remember Wa- Watergate was just over there. Yeah, exactly. I was a kid. Yeah. We and then children. I remember the night that, um, that Nixon um, resigned. I, I remember that vividly. It was a big thing, but I wasn't into it. Well, this is this is so much bigger, as they've said, than Watergate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the fact is that, you know, he's modeling himself after Hitler. Absolutely, yes. Um, it's take notice, people, because this isn't just some goofy little thing going on in the States like Watergate was, you know, didn't have a big effect. Yeah, it had no effect on me day to day. Um, this is different, man. Yeah, I don't think we have to defend our... Uh the fact that we're we've been you know we've been the canary in the coal mine here for some time on the show yes <laughs> some people don't like it because i'll tell you why if you're not into this maybe it's because you just don't want to bother and and i get that too because it really is like what in the times we're not you know tuned into this it's <laughs> it's great uh let's switch <laughs> gears if we can well we'll switch a couple of gears because i'm sure jeff will have a, an opinion do, 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 do. Uh, for uh, many years, uh, this uh, gentleman was a uh, staple of uh, morning radio in the GTA on uh, a lot of big uh, rock radio stations. And uh, he's been in my life since uh, 1978. As uh, It's funny, somebody asked me the other day, I heard you work in Montreal. I said, yeah, I worked there for a couple years with Jeff Lumby. They'd never heard of me in Montreal, but they had heard of the... Uh, Jeff Lumby and the I think it was called the Breakfast Club. Yeah. No, not in Montreal, but uh, I was there. Yeah, obviously I was there before for a few years before you joined. No, yeah. but wasn't the show called the the Bre- wasn't it the Breakfast Club you were doing there in Winnipeg? Okay. Well, anyway, this guy remembered you as uh, many of our listeners do. Say hi to the host of Jeff and Julie moved to France uh, during a global pandemic. It is the great mm, bonjour, 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 Jeff Lumby. Ça va, ça va. Ça va bien, mi amigo. Mes hommes. Uh, yeah, no, good. Good good to be back, you guys. Jeez. It's been a while. It has been a while. And uh, I'm not sure if you heard our, you know, ranting about Trump. But let's leave it aside because there's more stuff to talk about with you. I, I was listening for a few for a few bits there, yeah. yeah. And then I had to, yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to talk about this because uh, Jeff, uh, one of Jeff's dear friends, is the uh, was the former uh, backup goalie for the Montreal Canadiens, a guy named Brian Hayward. And when I moved to Montreal to work with Jeff, I was living in Los Angeles. Jeff got me this gig back in radio. And uh, I think either you were still his, were you still his roommate or were you his roommate in Winnipeg? Yeah, no, no, we were never roommates in Winnipeg. We, we met in the elevator of our building in, in Winnipeg, but uh, we were, I think we were Howard then. And then I bought a house and moved out right. to the country. But- but yeah, no. Brian and I were roommates while he was he and Pat Ra, uh, Patrick Roy were mopping up Jennings Awards. Yeah. So I want you to tell the story because this was like one of those things where you know Jeff and I were playing in a uh, 
at the time I was playing hockey in this media league. Both of us had played hockey as kids and we we're playing hockey. And I know somehow this came up on the show and Brian was kind enough to contribute to our program from time to time. And then you take it from there. Are you talking about the shootout? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is in Winnipeg, right? So, and and actually, uh, I happen to have this whole thing somewhere on a videotape because our mutual friend Danny Kingsbury was uh, the program director at the time, and he came down to the arena and videotaped it. So I bet Brian that I could score two goals on him out of ten shots. An NHL now, goalie. An NHL goalie. Now. Most players can't score two out of 10 unless you, you know, you got these wild, crazy hands. Most players, you know, a goalie has a real advantage on a, on a shootout in most cases. Now, I mean, that's back then. Things were pretty straightforward. You come down the center of the ice. Yeah. Now the guys, you know, because of the shootouts in hockey, it's a bit, it's a little bit of a different ball game. But back then, the goalie had a real advantage. And I bet him on this. And so I, I go to a, a Jets practice and all they all knew this was going to happen. And I was pretty good friends with a lot of the guys on the team. So they all go to the, the benches and it's just me and Hazy with the whole Winnipeg Jets team watching me. And I, and I started, hang on a second. Wasn't that intimidating? As shit? First of all, are you on full hockey gear? Yeah, I was in full gear. Yeah. Wow. I think so. I, I can't remember. But uh, the first time I come down and I honestly, my first shot almost slipped between his legs almost went in and of course later he said yeah i just couldn't get over how slow you were you know (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't used to the slow speed you know that kind of thing anyway so it comes down to the 10th shot i'm 0 for 9 and i come down and i just i'm i'm so you know deflated i just get like 20 feet in front of him i wind up for a slap shot i look up and he skates out of the net. <laughs> that's great. And he says, I'll, I'll give you one, but the bet was for two. That's so really I don't funny. need to be here. I don't need to be here anymore. I, I, and, and, I, and, and, and once he had won, why would he want to stand in front of a slap shot? <laughs> well, my slap shot would be like uh, nothing compared yeah. to what he's used yeah. to. And, and but but he, I, think, I think the point was uh, the bet's been won. I'm out of here. <laughs> I bring it up for a couple of reasons. Jeff just uh, has been friends with Hay- Brian Hayward for a long time. Brian is the uh, color guy, analyst uh, for the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Has has been for you said yesterday 25 years or something yeah 27 years 27 I, I don't years. think it's mighty anymore but oh, whatever anyway. they are and uh you just and brian and jeff and their spouses just uh, finished a one of these river cruises together yeah uh this is by way of segueing into this part of it because uh, you've, you've seen these fred where they like these oh, yeah. long boats that yeah go through the rivers in europe and it's yeah. It's just a fabulous time. So it was you, Brian, Julie, your wife, and Brian's wife. Yeah, Angela. Yeah, yeah. no, oh, wow. we had a great time, unfortunately, and I'm still feeling the effects of this, but I got really labeled. I was two full days in my suite with this sickness, and now I got a, a sinus infection. I sound like hell. But uh, anyway, we had, a, we had a great time. It was pretty cool. Up the Douro River, we flew to uh, Porto in Portugal, and then up the Douro, just just into spain and then turned around fred you would you of all people would love this because uh the river has five massive locks similar to the kawarthas right wow oh right yes Mm -hmm. except similar but like Mm -hmm. 
the Kawarthas are little mini logs compared no, to these. No, of course. Just massive logs. And uh, these were put in, I think it's either the 1950s or the 1970s, can't remember, uh, because they used to ship the port down the river. And because it empties into the ocean, there was a massive uh, uh, disparity in in you know, in the height of the river. Mm-hmm. And it would just mm-hmm. rush down. Boats would crash, poured everywhere. People would lose their lives. So they, they put in this system uh, similar to what you have in the Kawarthas. And uh, there are five different uh, locks. One of them is the largest lock in uh, Europe. And uh, if you go to our Facebook page uh, at Jeff and Julie Move to France, there is a couple, there are a couple of pictures of these massive locks. And I found that to be quite interesting. But other than that, you know, we, we, checked out some port tastings and uh the countryside is quite amazing and and uh the the uniworld uh cruise people that we were with were it was just uh very decadent and mm. really a nice time but why did you get sick do you think it was something you ate uh somebody brought something on this is my last cruise buddy i can't i just i can't <laughs> i can't be around the, no i can't be I around the people i can't be around people i'm telling well, you that's wait a second every, that's new for you that's new for uh, you yeah that's yeah. a new well, one yeah as a matter of fact when i just discovered when, this when you said cruise <laughs> and especially those riverboat cruises i know it's pretty tight i thought geez that doesn't seem like the type of thing no um, it's not tight it wasn't tight there were only 100 people on this boat the boat is yeah, describe the boat. The boat is about 120 feet long, buddy. It's like mm-hmm. it's a, it, it's 11 meters across and 120 ish feet long. So 100 people. So that was like 96 too many for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> At yeah. least. Exactly. Actually, yeah. you know, maybe 97, depending on what's going on with Julie. Oh. Um, yeah. So, but, but did you not find it? So you didn't find it claustrophobic. It's not. It's not like you yeah, didn't have. I did. I did when I was in that little room for two days because you weren't feeling the rooms, well. The rooms are just a little bit bigger than a bed. Oh, okay. So, but they well, open. Was, you have like a, a little balcony or a little uh, porch. All we, had was a, we had an upgrade, which was a window that came down. Oh, uh, there were some people who had the big upgrades, but you know, man, that's like that's like a mortgage on a house. So you said somebody brought something on the boat. Follow oh, that. for sure, had to be. Well, it had to be. I. I remember I I was just having a coffee at like five in the morning down in the little coffee bar all by myself, just enjoying my Internet, reading my sports scores. And on comes this woman. (laughs) I know I got it then. I just know I got it from her. So it's 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 a cold. You didn't get like stomach flu. Or it was oh, like no, 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 no. But I congestion. got the, I got the congestion and the, oh. the throat, the whole thing. Did anyway. you test for COVID? No way. Don't do that. Don't do that. If it's positive, you're in your room for the whole freaking week. Oh, wow. okay, right. Don't, right. don't be doing that. No, I'd rather just pass it on to someone else. Which you did, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Which you did. Everyone in Jeff's party, including Hazy and his wife and Jeff's wife, they all got sick. All you got know, sick. there was a time that may have sounded a little selfish, but now you're right. Like, you can't. <laughs> That's no. like, you know, if you throw in the towel. I mean, it's here and it's going to be spread and... You know, Whatever, we might, but. Freddie, we could use this uh, for an episode of Aging with Energy, the old guy's travel show, because I do have some mm-hmm. travel questions. So uh, it's, mm-hmm. how long were you actually, a couple things quickly, because I, I guess we talked about this yesterday. How long were you on the boat? What was the food like? What did you guys do at night? Oh, food was great. There was some, you know, dancing and some theme parties. Oh, you know. How nice. Love you love theme, theme parties. parties. Oh, I love a 70s theme party. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um ah. And uh, but no, the food was fantastic. Uh, and uh, the, the only thing was the excursions. 
So here's the difference between, say, a Rhine River cruise or one of the other European cruises All is right. you're you're cruising along a very highly populated area. So when you dock, you're you're in a city. Mm. You get off your boat and there's your excursion. When you're on the Douro, there's nothing near the river. So everything's on a bus. And I hate buses. Oh, good. Why the fuck did you do this? I don't know. <laughs> you knew going in. You don't like people. You don't like buses. buses. You don't. Like, yeah, how did but, you get roped into this? Well, here's the thing: uh, <laughs> we didn't have to. We didn't have to drive to the restaurants. We didn't have to, uh, you know, do dishes. We didn't right. have to pack up all the time. We were in one central location. The the, the trip was more about uh, hanging with the the Haywards than it was anything else because we right. hadn't seen them in three years. So actually, if if I if, if you do this, go with a couple because. Mm, right. We had a spectacular time just kicking back and, oh, you're going on an excursion? Okay, bye. Off you guys go, all you people. And then we would just <laughs> hang back and have a couple of drinks, and uh, it was perfect. We had the whole boat to ourselves. Hang on a second, Jeff. Let me get the uh, theme. This episode of the Old Guys Travel Show brought to you by Jeff and Julie moved to France in a global <laughs> pandemic. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I think we've all seen them. And you said, Jeff, that there was a lot of uh, elderly, older people <laughs> on the uh, on the ship. Not only that, Howard, but they were Americans, so they were all talking like this. <laughs> and then you had the Southern people talking like. I, I got to tell you, I I have a uh, a whole new sensibility of. Of sound mm. after living in Europe, and I, I said to Julie at one point, I said, I miss France from the point of view of when you go to a restaurant in France, everything's quiet and calm. Everybody's still having a good time, but you don't need to yell. You don't need to yell. So uh, I really missed that because this the, the, they were yelling for two reasons: one, because they were Americans, and two, because they were ninety. <laughs> we couldn't hear each other. Right? Hear. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's um, you. You mentioned the bus thing. You know, I've, I've had friends that have gone to Europe and get on those buses because you know there's going to be an asshole, right? And then, <laughs> no, seriously, on day one, that yeah. person who I who, one or two people that identify themselves as asshole, you think, okay, I'm with them now for the next week yeah. because it doesn't matter. Even when I've taken like a bus trip to Buffalo to a Bills game or to Montreal for a Habs game, there's always an asshole on the bus that you can't wait to get away from. <laughs> and those are like just a few hours. So did you like even on the no. boat? Was there a no. couple of people you identified as? Oh, there's that asshole. No, you know what? The oh. everybody took. Well, I guess it was me. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, it wasn't. We, actually, we we really we really had a good time with the people. They were they were uh, quite quite lovely. Everybody on the boat was lovely, except for the woman with the coughing. But who gave you uh, uh, some kind of sepsis or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so you go to port, so you fly, you're in Portugal, Porto, and then yeah. you do this cruise, and then you fly home from where? Uh, uh, Porto to Lisbon, Lisbon okay. back to Toulouse. And so, in conversation with Mr. Lumba yesterday, we had a pre, we do a pre-interview. This is we do a lot of research and a lot of preparation oh, for these spots, very oh, in depth. As and, you can hear, yeah, <laughs> as evidenced by this amazing uh, episode. But uh, one of the things that came up was uh, you talking about something. I just looked at my I looked at my notes because I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> uh, I looked at my notes, and it's something called the golden a golden visa ah. in Europe. 
So I wish we would have had this information before we moved to France. Why is that? This would have been very, very good information to have because it separates France from countries who actually want you to come there. (laughs) Okay. France doesn't want you. (laughs) Oh, God. If France wanted people to come here, they would not throw pile on after pile on in front of you. Um, So this is really interesting. And if if you're uh, like us and you're interested in Europe as a place to, say, relocate to or retire to, do some Googling on golden uh, uh, visas or golden passports because and every country is different there are 11 participating countries France isn't one of them um, uh, but Germany, Switzerland uh, I believe are certainly Spain, Portugal, Malta Italy, those are all participating and each country has a different set of criteria as to what it will cost you to get your golden visa and what you get for your golden visa well, explain what a golden, before we talk about the numbers, because I found the numbers in Portugal pretty interesting, but what, like a golden visa means you make a purchase, you buy a property, and then what happens? Well, it, it could be a property or it could be an investment. That's what I mean by the, by the criteria differs. But let's just take uh, Portugal, and, and we're just getting into this. We're going to talk about it on our next podcast, uh, Jeff and Julie moved to France. But uh, let's just take Portugal, for instance, and the difference between Spain and Portugal from what I know. So the entry level to get into Portugal is a 280,000 euro purchase on a home. You do that and you've got your health care, you've got your residency, you are set up, boom. And you don't have to live there. You don't even have to be a full-time resident. They are looking for investors, unlike France, who's looking to, uh, off you go. What, so 280, uh, uh, so let's say 300,000 euros is what, 500,000 Canadian, 550 Canadian? Uh, it's not that much. Not even, I don't know what no, it is. Four fifty no, something. No. Yeah. It'd be so, around four. Yeah, it's so, like a, what is it? A buck sixty or something? So no, for no, four, no, no, no. It's a bu- it's a buck forty five. Forty six. Buck forty five. So wow. for four hundred thousand Canadian, which a lot of people spend way more than that buying a Florida property, or or anything in Toronto. Exactly. Are you kidding me? So mm-hmm. you buy that, and you can use that as your winter home. But you get yeah. residency, you get passports, you get health care. Uh, Boom. Okay. Bum, boom. Bum, and boom. Uh, now, uh, Spain's is a little different, and, and I, I'm not sure about the health care everywhere, okay? So right. these are things that if you're interested in doing this, you have to uh, research it. Spain is like 500,000. And then Malta, it's not property. In Malta, our understanding is it's, it's like the money goes to a bank or to investments, uh, and I don't know what the what the number is. Interesting. But I, I I highly recommend that if you're interested in relocating to Europe, that you first of all check this out because you may find and 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 a place like Portugal speaks way more English than than France. France is. I could not, in good conscience, recommend that anyone, even if you speak French. You move to France. I, I got to tell you <laughs> Jesus. that. I, so, no, I so the new podcast is Jeff and Julie get the fuck out of France. <laughs> yeah, and move, you know, move to. Well, it's not to that point because we've you know we've invested so much, we've done so much of the groundwork already. I'm right. just saying that it's a lot if, of work if, what you've done. Yeah, a lot of work what Julie's done. Yeah. Um, but but all I'm saying is if that's something that you're thinking about, just just Google golden uh, visas to Europe, and I'm telling you, it's uh, it's real eye opener. Well, between France and the cruise, it seems you've paid for a lot of anguish. 
Um, listen, man, we've got, uh, we've, I've got, I'm trying to land planes here. We've got three different things coming up on our show. So I do appreciate your taking time for us today. Always hey, no great, problem, guys. always great catching up. Jeff Good and to Julie. have you back, Jeffrey. Exactly. All right, thanks, Jeff and Good Julie. You, boys. Jeff and Julie moved to France. Uh, new episodes on Friday, uh, released uh, on the Humble and Fred uh, podcast network. And uh, love you, man. Talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Cheers, boys. And this program, Frederick, is brought to you by. How about Bodog? Whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book. They've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Yeah, they've been around for a while. Go to Bodog and wager on just about anything you want. And, of course, we've been talking to uh, our listeners quite a while now about Unearthing Value, the uh, company, Aaron Ventures, uh, a.k.a. Boron One, if you're looking for the ticker symbol. We're going to be talking to our Sherpa here in a few minutes. Uh, talk to yours or talk to ours about this company, an emerging international junior mining and exploration uh, juggernaut. <coughs> Excuse me. Engaged in the acquisition, exploration, and development of resource properties. Aaron's uh, strategy is to uncover and capitalize on unique development opportunities within our country and around the world. And they are getting a boron out of the ground. It could be a great addition to your portfolio. Find out more at AaronVentures.com. Um, by the way, today is the day that $70 million Lotto Max ticket expires. You know, the one that was in the news yeah, you were saying. the past couple of weeks. Wow. And, uh, it expires tonight at midnight. So, you know, has it been destroyed? Is it lying somewhere? I tell you what I would not want to do. I would not want to find it after today. No. If it were mine? Because I don't know you. I don't know how you would. What would the rest of your life be? Mm. You might get over it. You might say, oh, well, but every day, every day for the rest of your life, you would do whatever you were doing. You would think to yourself, oh, I wonder what this would be like if I had 70 million dollars. Because I got to believe over the years, there's been a lot of tickets that I've bought that I've never ended up checking or maybe or, you know, misplaced or. I don't know. Who knows? Somebody bought that ticket maybe as a gift or just on a whim and tucked it away somewhere and don't even know where it is and or it was destroyed or somebody died and it's tucked away in a book or something. Who knows? Yeah, it's one of those Crazy. things where, yeah, you'll, we may, I'm just telling Dan to do Newsy. Uh, uh, we may never know or the person may never know. Oh, no. And as you say, it's probably better that you don't. Mm. And uh, the upside is that's $70 million that goes back in the pot for other people. Um, we have a uh, quick, and we have an alert here, an alert. Um, where is this? Hang on. Uh, I got a note this morning we had on our on our preparation. Uh, there's Dan Duran, too. Toronto Mike said, I need to, uh, I've got breaking news. Our producer, oh. Toronto Mike, who's been absent. Well, we've been absent, but uh, he said, he said I can, I'm going to do a tight 120 seconds before Dan's news. Uh, so what's going to happen is Boone, sorry, Toronto Mike, then Dan, then Sherpa, then more Dan, then Brett Tanner. There's a lot of shows still to go. Toronto Mike, what is your, what is your breaking news? 
I didn't say breaking news. That sounds like something time. I'm sorry. What did you say? It was an hour ago. I read uh, it. I had a 120 second statement. So I'm going to start now. And then in 120 seconds, I'm going to log off the Zoom and let Dan do the news. Okay, man. This is for everyone listening. And most of you get this. But I just wanted to point out something that might be obvious to some, but not to others, which is that Humble and Fred, this very program that we're recording right now, is a podcast and the nature of a podcast is it's a, it's a, it's a feed where it just like you you follow the feed and then suddenly a new episode drops. It might have recorded one morning, the next one might be at 2 p.m. Maybe you record at 9 p.m. one night, whatever. Podcasts just record and drop and you're excited to get them. But I think and this I'll make this very quick cuz I know I'm running out of time, but I think because of the way you evolved in that you were the morning show for Sirius XM for a while, and then you were the morning show on uh, a, a Bell Media station in Hamilton, a funny station. So it became a hybrid to some, when in reality you are a pure 100% modern podcast. And we, and thankfully you turned on your cameras, I remember twisting your arms to turn on the camera, but you do allow... Hundy Peas to watch you record live every morning, which is amazing. And because of that, some people are like, why did they take a week off? And there's complaints about this and that. But you're a podcast. Record when you want. You're an amazing podcast. And yes, we'll keep the live stream going because many enjoy it. And I'm glad you guys turned on the camera. But don't get confused with what this is. This is a podcast. Excellent, Toronto Mike. Thank you for that statement. And uh, we're glad that your head hasn't exploded. <laughs> Peace and love to all the Hundy Peas. There you go. That's oh, Toronto that Mike coming sick. in with a, uh, with, with the, we know what, with the perspective that only a, a man like him has because he is the, uh, the wizard of pod. It's what he is. Now we don't feel so bad about taking next week off. That's right. We're taking we, next week have, off. Have we notified you about that, Mike? Yeah, I sent him a I note. did get a late breaking uh, text from Howard and I had to make <laughs> emergency phone calls, yeah. but uh, I, it's all good. Do okay, you like, hey, do you like the ahead. wizard of pod? I like that. The wizard of pod. I dig it. Um, all all right, thank you, Toronto Mike, uh, you angel. Uh, there's speaking of angels. Here comes, uh, here comes our boy. Here comes Dan Duran, man. Let me just find this thing. It's stalling. You're stalling. All right. right. No. Here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dan Duran, the Anchorman comes As for credentials, he has none Can't tell a headline from his bum But his voice is nice and low Dan Duran, the Anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang, so he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low And now live from a stranger's home in Stratford Where he is currently working uh, stranger no more, stranger no more. Oh, buddy. Now, no, no, buddy. Yeah. Dan Duran is everyone's friend. Here he is, movie anchorman Dan Duran. North America's first hydrogen-powered train is now running in Quebec. It's a two-and-a-half-hour-long uh, ride along the St. Lawrence River from uh, Quebec City to uh, Bay St. Paul. And uh, you can enjoy the uh, the views from the train windows and know that you're not polluting the environment with diesel because it's been converted to hydrogen. It's basically a diesel engine that's running with uh, the hydrogen uh, fuel cell. And uh, they chose that uh, to basically show that uh, heavy transportation can use hydrogen to make more awareness of that. And there are, in fact, 
Um, a couple of uh, locomotives here and there planned by CP to put them on the rails uh, in the coming years as well. And hopefully this transition will, will continue. The, 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 uh, the output of a hydrogen-powered engine is water. So mm. it's it's not polluting the environment. Anyway, you can take it this summer if you uh, if you want to head over to Quebec City and enjoy the sights and sounds. Maybe uh, Jeff will come back and go on a train with a bunch of people <laughs> <laughs> so, and get a disease. Did you did you hear that? Look at Lumbee's get on a boat, get on a river cruise with a hundred people. I can't even imagine that no, he I would know. do that to begin with. That's <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, and, and, uh, and then the side trips were on a bus. Yeah. Like, yeah. even I can't stand the bus thing. My no. goodness. No. Like, there's a, uh, uh, we have, like, right now between uh, the three of us and Lumbee, it's like a layer cake of tolerance, right? It's like, uh, Dan's the most tolerant. And then there's there are a couple of layers of, you know, you, then me, then Lumbee. And, uh, yeah, I can't do uh, people. I can't do buses. I, uh, so I stay inside this place most of the time, except when I go out and golf. You know, when it, 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 it's based, too, on sensibilities and sensitivity and all that stuff. Because, again, it, it, in, invariably, invariably, when I get on a bus, there is, there's, again, always seems to be that guy, like, shut up. Like, you know, like, we don't need to hear what you think, the whole bus. Mm-hmm. Um, have, you, have you ever been on a cruise? to be one. No. Delise would never go on a cruise. I did with the kids. Uh, after my dad passed away in 2006, we took uh, a little cruise with the, the girls for seven days. And I was saying this to Lumbee yesterday. I liked it. It was fascinating. The, 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 physical, the physical presence of being on that ship was great. But at day four, I was done with other people. You know, you're eating with people. I was like, okay, that's enough. It's enough cruising. Uh, the kids enjoyed it. What about you? I've been on a couple, and it was all family, uh, family initiated, so it was not uh, my my choice. Uh, it was interesting, and you sort of learn how to game the cruising system after a few days because there's all kinds of things that you don't, you know. It's like it's like being in an all inclusive resort, yeah. With, you know, but amped up because you are trapped kind of on on the boat, so you explore every part of the boat to find you know what's right for you in there. And uh, then it gets kind of boring after uh, after a little while. And then you get off and get on, you know, sneaking alcohol in and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? and all those things. Yeah. I had a buddy who, uh, a pretty well-known stand-up comedian in Canada, John Wing Jr. is his name. He lives in Los Angeles. But uh, I, I, two days into the cruise, we stopped somewhere. And John got on. He's doing a stand-up for two days. And I was talking to him about it. Like, the money they make on those cruises is crazy. But you've got to have a certain amount of clean material, and you've got to have enough material because you, you're doing a couple shows a night. So you basically fly these guys from, I don't know, some port. They, you get on for two days, you get off, and then you go home. Um, and I thought about that life, what that must be like. Is it a good environment for a comic? Uh, well, I mean, it depends on if it's a family cruise or if it's an adult cruise, but uh, it's great money. It's really a lot of dough. There's people yeah. that that are now retiring on cruise cruise ships. What do you mean? Like that's well, so they they move on to a cruise ship for their yeah, retirement. It's, it's, I've, I I was reading about that. That it's cheaper to to be on like an all inclusive um, cruise ship for a year than than uh, like what is it, Dan? Then live day to day or something. If you get the right deals over, if you right deals, yeah, right yeah. ship and all that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure I understand. You mean like you you move into a cruise ship and then yeah, yeah. instead of a retirement yeah. facility, you move into a, a cruise ship. You have to be able, but mm-hmm. you, you, it's because it you have to be able bodied. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. 
you have to be able body. You have a body that's able. <laughs> you have to be a body that's not infirm. Yeah, I don't know. I would. I'd like to try a cruise, to be honest. Um, yeah, you'd be fast. I'll tell you what, they one. do have four-day cruises, like to the Bahamas out of Florida. I'll, I will tell you, my favorite parts of them were when, like, I went and watched, uh, you can sit behind the cabin or the captain's crew, the pilot area. Mm-hmm. I found that fascinating. The movement, how they move this yes. thing around, amazing. Yeah, of course, if I did, I after this past week, I'd be counting the lifeboats. Of course, before we set sail, because that could be a concern, um, you know, in case you hit an iceberg or something. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. My brother Tom went on a cruise like Lumbee did in, in Europe, and yeah. he was uh, after a while, he got tired of the uh, of the locks, the number mm-hmm. of locks that he had to go through. It's like you, you chug along for a while and then you go through a lock and then chug along for a while and you go like, I don't know, 50, 60 locks in the trip mm-hmm. that they did. Some, mm-hmm. Something ridiculous. It's too many locks. Like, too many locks. Those, those are two distinctly different things, obviously. Yeah, like a different huge kind of cruise ships. That's like a floating hotel. Yeah, and then the river cruises, which are more like a floating motel or whatever. Um, the thing about the the big cruise ship that we were on, I'm sure, similar to you, Dan, is that it is like you're, on certain levels, you could you swear you're in a mall. You know, they've got mm. like it's restaurants and you know video game places and all, you know. One thing I remember is our kids were little. This is 2006. So, you know, Charlie would have been less than 10 and Spencer, whatever. But it was great because you could drop your kids off in these little camps at the beginning of the day, the little kids areas, never see them all day, go and do adult things. And then, you know, pick them up at the end of the day. It was fantastic. And I'm pretty also, sure a lot of them, a lot of them have uh, full scale theaters with well, yeah. sound systems and everything else that they put on plays like musicals and things. Well, this is know. where my buddy was performing. Hello, like, baby, yeah, John was doing like the, the theater that John did his act in was three or four hundred people. Yeah, like it was huge. It wasn't a little comedy club. Um, Dan, we are just uh, waiting. We're standing by right now for the retirement what? trip. But do you? What? What? Oh, no, I was going to I, I thought that maybe Dan would have the story about a uh, crazy story this morning about the owners of the Toronto Sun and the Toronto Star and uh, talking about a merger. And it's just, again, a sign of the times, you know, the left wing paper, the right wing paper owned by the same company. And again, it's just, again, media wise, just another sign of the times, this convergence, which yeah, tour star. And what's the other one? Um, uh, Metro. No, yeah. um, oh, post, media. Um, post media. Post- exactly. It's just, um, it's crazy. You know, a few years ago, you would have never imagined that. No. Well, there's a lot. I think that it's time the government stepped in on a little bit of this. Let's get the government involved. Get the government involved in in regulating like they should. Like, you know, like there's this, what you're talking about. There's uh, other parts of our media. And also even, you know, when Mm -hmm. you get down to our groceries and uh, the the. The massive corporations that run our uh, we need more competition. We need more competition. That's right. Well, yep. the, the, yeah, the greedflation involved in the grocery industry it's being uncovered <clears throat> on a daily basis, yeah. and it's really something. Well, Can, here's, here's a uh, statistic for you: Canada's inflation rate down a full point uh, to three point four percent. Groceries still up at nine point three percent. Uh, and mortgages even more. Uh, here's li- listen, Dan. You uh, you can do what you need to do. Uh, <coughs> stand by. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure Washington what. To, well, yeah, go and do something, <laughs> and then we're gonna do. We're gonna talk to the retirement Sherpa, 
And then right, I'm not and then even we'll wrap up the show. Well, yeah. no, then we got, got Brett Tanner maybe popping in too. So okay, well after that I'll uh, come in, wrap back. up. Okay, thanks. Good. I'll, I'll send you a show meeting. Yeah, it's good yeah, work. Okay. Thank you, Dan. I got no problem with show meetings. Uh, da, da, da. He is the man with the plan. Tim at RaymondJames.ca. So, um, let's just say hi to the retirement Sherpa. Let's not waste any more time. What's up there, Nibs? Good morning, everybody. Kind of feels like I've been on already. You guys have been talking about cruising in Europe and golden passports and inflation. Yeah. And- and quit stealing my shtick over, <laughs> dude. It's all there. getting. It's where we're just the opening act. We're just opening for the Sherpa. The main event is now. Although interesting that you know, Lumby brought up that in our conversation yesterday about these golden visas, and I, I somewhat had heard of it. Did they don't? Did they? That's a stupid question. But do they do anything similar to this in the states anywhere, or do they have that? Well. Kind of? Same but different, I guess. Uh, my understanding is in, in uh, I don't know if it's a U.S. thing or a state thing, but if you invest in a business, I think at least $500,000, that can speed you up as far as uh, residency and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it does exist. We've never been interested enough to want to be there 12 months a year to figure it out, but I've, I've heard a few people do that, yeah. I think to become... A uh, permanent resident too in the states, you have to fail an IQ test. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know how they have that thing at the fair where it says if you're this tall, you can't. You have to be. You have to be this dumb to ride the rides. Well, on that note, I was talking with a client the other day, and their boss was dumb and a dictator. And I said, "Well, if he keeps it up, he could be president of the United States." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like the, the U.S. lowering the bar every day. Um. Let's there are many about- fine people there. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Without saying, sure. I have some people that I love dearly that are Americano. Yeah, some of the finest people in the world. Hmm. Uh, we were on, uh, Lauren and I, on, on the Duro River last year, just like Jeff, with all the oh. locks and everything. And the, the destinations are a little underwhelming. But, man, going through those locks, there's like not an inch to spare. Mm-hmm. They, wow. they built the the ships. We were on a different line. But they built the ships for that river, of course. Yes. And, and they know to, well, since it's Europe, to the centimeter or the millimeter, how much room they've got. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just fascinating. Well, it's funny. I, I, I think that for me, beyond the, being on the cruise ship, the, the, the structure of it, and I'm sure this is the same for you, like the physicality of those ships and how they maneuver through the rivers. And like, I guess that's, that's as fascinating as anything you're going to see. Yeah. Absolutely right. And, and uh, ours was only Canadians, actually. Michael Bonaccini of uh, Oliver and Bonaccini was uh, a little guest chef on it, which was cool. Wow. And mm. it was marketed to Canadians. So there's just all kinds of uh, fine Canadians out of the hundred of us there. So it was awesome. Well, let's talk nice. about something that Fred's been teasing about your appearance to this week about uh, this uh, this situation, a, a typical Sherpa, not, not typical, but another Sherpa situation that you wanted to talk about today. Yeah, it was super cool, right? I mean, I've been doing this for over 31 years now. I mentioned last month or, or this month earlier was my anniversary. And so this is a client who's been with me for, I'd say, at least 25 of those years, if not if not longer. So it was, it was just great. She had, you know, little health uh, concerns, as many of us do with the six in front of our age. And uh, the job wasn't quite as that wasn't the, the dumb and dictator one. 
but uh, you know the job was a little stressful, and uh, she wanted to know what it would look like if she decided to retire sooner than than later. So to, to fast forward to the end, after lots of over analysis, it was uh, great to tell her that she could. Yeah. So what do you do? You just run one of those uh, those neat programs where you know you do the comparison if you. Uh, if you retire at this age, here's what it's going to look like. If you retire at that age, what, it, uh, what it's going to look like. And sometimes you hold your breath when you want to retire a little earlier. And then, bingo, it's going to all work out. Yeah, absolutely. Right, Fred? So, I mean, life's never as linear as punching some stuff into a program and, mm-hmm. and getting it printed out or whatever. But, right. yeah, for sure. First off, we just updated her projections, right? We, we do that ongoing. So in in this case, it was, okay, if she does retire tomorrow, what does that uh, look like? Uh, in, in this case, and, and probably for a lot of us, uh, housing options were important to look at. I mean, we, we've got a lot of equity in our homes, so how do we tap into it? Do we need to tap into it? What's the benefit of doing that? So uh, that would be common to everybody, but with a different uh, way. Definitely make sure we could quantify the, the pensions and the, uh, and the government benefits and... Uh, and all those are some of the other things that we looked at. And um, so in the end, once you review those kind of things, and as you said, you do those for all your clients annually, but uh, it, does it, would it surprise most people in their, you know, in their, in the years of the, the sixes that they might be able to retire earlier? I think most people are somewhat pleasantly surprised, you know, Howard, because you know, they don't really take pensions into account. They know they exist, CPP, right. OAS, and that sort of thing, but don't don't quantify that. Uh, again, the home equity is, is big for most people. I mean, I, I always say somewhat flippantly, you can retire tomorrow, you just might not like the lifestyle, right? <laughs> That's right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, we definitely want to make sure they like the lifestyle. And, you know, how much you're planning on traveling makes a big difference. Are you planning on gifting to the family while you're, you're still alive? Those things uh, matter as well, but... Yeah, it, it's uh, it's different for all of us, but it's nice to have it kind of visual for, for people, right. of course, right? To say, okay, I'm making X dollars now after tax. If I retire with these parameters, how much will I make after tax then? And, and, and of course, say somebody retires at 65, maybe until 75, we have more money coming out for them. And then things slow down a little bit. Maybe they're not traveling as much or golfing as much or aging with energy as, uh, as much. Mm-hmm. Great point. <laughs> um, at the end of uh, Tim's uh, note to us, I had to go look this up, but I love this. Tim writes it, said, finishes off by saying, another Tenzig, Tenzing Norke episode for the Sherpa. Did you look at that? Did you see that this week? Do you, no, what do you want to tell mean? people? Yeah, I looked it yeah. up already. Uh, do you want to tell people who Tenzing Norgay was, Tim? Well, they haven't been brushing up on retirementsherpa.ca, apparently, because it's on the front page. But uh, everybody knows of Sir Edmund Hillary, the first person to ascend uh, Mount Everest. And Tenzing uh, Norgay was his, uh, his Sherpa. Was his Sherpa. Mm-hmm. The and man he could not have done it without. That's right. Tenzing uh, Tenzing's father was a Tibetan yak herder. Oh, if you, that's what I Sorry. just found out. I thought that was the woman who wanted to retire early. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> he's been looking at that's that note nickname. all week. 
That's her nickname. (laughs) (laughs) That's really great. Um, Listen, man. Listen, man. Are you uh, you playing Ladies Day today? Yes, I am. I'm looking forward to it. I didn't uh, use up too many good shots in the senior club championship, so I think I got plenty left over. Oh, you, you and me both, brother. Um, listen, the uh, retirement sherpa, Tim.nibblet at RaymondJames.ca. As we always say, he's, uh, he's the best in the business. Take advantage of his offer to have a look at what you're doing. You don't have to listen. Lots of Humble and Fred people are with the, the sherpa. Uh, others have uh, had a little consultation, and then you offer that. Yes, Thanks, absolutely. Jimmy. Just talked with some awesome ones yesterday. So uh, enjoying profit and, and uh, in the words of Toronto, Mike, enjoy your well-deserved week off. Oh, uh, thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, and of course, Tim's uh, company uh, is one of our sponsors for Aging with Energy. And uh, it's, it makes so much sense. Thanks, my friend. We'll see you this afternoon. Pleasure as always. Thanks, guys. Take care. Okay, see you, pal. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, again, I'm not 100% on uh, whether BT is going to join us. So I'll tell you what, why don't we just push on? Because we had uh, planned to talk a bit about some of the uh, emails that did come in from some of the things we talked about Hi yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, tomorrow... i got to stop saying listen. Tomorrow, it's my new crutch. Tomorrow we'll do the entire email show and award uh, somebody a random Humble and Fred emailer the Palma Pasta $100 gift card from Palma Pasta. Amazing. You were just there at Palma's Kitchen yesterday. Fantastic. Went down there, yep, and uh, did some shopping. It was fantastic. Um, a pleasant surprise. Like, he even sells, like, uh, produce, right? Yeah. And his nice large tub of uh, I think three forty mil was like three ninety nine cheaper than any of the grocery tub stores of I go to. Huh? You just said tub. Tub of what? Blueberries. Oh, you didn't say Did blueberries. I not say blueberries. No, oh, you, okay. you just tub left of blueberries. You left blueberries out of the. I'm like, he's oh, a nice okay. large tub. I'm like, what? Yeah, a nice large tub of blueberries. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, and again, and some sausages I bought. I com- uh, price compared to like the Sobies here, and it was like cheaper there so not only is it extra delicious and fantastic uh what uh, they sell at palma pasta but very reasonably priced from my perspective howard well that's great to report and uh they've Mm -hmm. got uh, four locations one in oakville three in mississauga and they are the presenting title sponsor of the email program and tomorrow you'll get a chance to sample what fred and i have uh, long known that uh, Palma Pasta is the only place that delivers high, not the only place, well, the, the great place that delivers Italian food from fresh pasta to sauces and prepared take-home entrees, palmapasta.com. And out of the kitchen, I had a veal parmesan sandwich, which was very delicious, and Delise had some uh, lasagna. Wonderful. You know, I, I ate there last week. I had a ham, mm-hmm. it's going it's to sound like not a big deal, but it was a ham and cheese panini, like where they, mm-hmm. on that type of bread. Mm-hmm. And then they press it. It, it was so good. I just sat there eating it. Mm-hmm. I ate it in. I ate it in the dining area there, mm-hmm. just by myself, eating a beautiful ham and cheese uh, sandwich with some mm-hmm. of that flavored limonata or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, Bite that panini, but not my weenie. <laughs> mm. Okay, um, we got Brad Tanner here. Mm. <laughs> so uh, let me. I'm glad we. Got, I didn't admit him yet. <laughs> so let's just let that settle for a second. 
Uh, right let me, on. Let me do this. Let me do this. I have to unplug. Anyway, yeah. Plug um, back in. So we'll do the emails. Uh, we were going to get to them now, but Brett's hanging in. So let me get to right Brett. On. Anyway, tomorrow is a brand new show. Even though uh, we say we're not working on... Uh, I've lost you now. Where'd you go? I've lost you. I just see you sitting in a plane. Yeah, hang on a second. I'm... I'm uh, I've lost the uh, Zoom feed on my computer here. Why is that? Well, I hear you fine. No, I know you do. But if I can't, I can't see. Um, Isn't that something? Mute. Yeah, it's just not. It's it's not happened before. So I gotta just. I don't want Brett to leave. Okay, there we go. Yeah, what I, what I no, see no, is I you in the cockpit of a plane. No, no, I know. Plus it's about, plus about thirty five pounds. All right. What? Just relax. What? <laughs> what? I thought that's a compliment. Oh yeah, I was a big fat boy in those days. No, I didn't say a big fat boy. Well, you were carrying some extra weight. I definitely was. Uh-huh. Uh Brett Tanner is here. Here's connecting to audio. Let me see. Tanner man. Hey, um, I'm still going to try and arrange a uh, round of golf with you, me, Brett, and uh, mm-hmm. oh, there he's gone now. He just left. And uh, our buddy Bill. Okay. Right on. Brett Tanner ending the waiting room. Now, the problem is I. Here's Brett. There's a problem because now I can't see any of my. Anything else? Oh, there it is. Okay. There we go. Brett. There he is. There you are. Sorry about that, my friend. We're just having some uh, technical issues. Brett Tanner, Tanner Financial, the Chambers plan. And um, how are you feeling, by the way? Feeling good. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, you know, walked like 400,000 steps at Cabot. And uh, yeah. Is that your first time out there? It is. Yeah, got a nice, uh, nice wind burn. It was uh, twelve degrees, uh, wind chill of like six. Right, really. <laughs> you know, seventy, eighty k winds the first day, so it was uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I've been lucky enough to get out to Cabot Links. Um, it really is for golfers in Canada one of the uh, you know sort of the destination. You know places that people always talk about going, and I just happen to like I've know I've known guys that just did what you did had sort of like really blustery weather and rain, but we had three or four days of just great weather. It forget forget the golf, Fred. It's worth going out there. It's some isn't right. Am I right? Right. It's one of the some of the most spectacular views in the country are those cliffs uh, out there. I, I've done the Cabot Trail and. That golf course isn't doesn't it have that big majestic uh, clubhouse that you can see for a long? No, that's uh, you're probably thinking of uh, I don't know Highlands, uh, whatever. Oh, anyway, but, uh, yeah, but I, I've done it. Is some of the vistas are just amazing? Yeah, it's stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, so BT, I'm just looking for my notes here uh, about what we wanted to talk about today. Of course, the Chamber Plan have it's been a supporter of ours for some time, and uh, you tell us where you want to go with this. Yeah, um, I thought Mariana was going to join us, but I don't see Oh, wait a minute. I got Mariana right here. Stand by. There we go. Mm -hmm. Mariana Bakarova. Oh, thank goodness. I was like, who's that? (laughs) 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 Um, Let's get Mariana on here, because Mariana's going to talk about some stuff. Mariana. I was like, I don't know who Mariana is. 
It's okay, Brett. We're all getting old. I just mentioned uh, to Fred that uh, Bill Hertz is back in town. So we're going to arrange. I'm seeing him this weekend. So I'm going to arrange a round with you, me, Freddie, and Bill. Sounds good. Because he's only in town for a couple months. He's basically Mexican now. He lives in Mexico. (laughs) Mexican Bill. As long as he's got the hat, eh? Oh, yeah. Mariana. Hi there. Hi. Hi, Mariana. There's Mariana. There we go. Yes. So, so I thought, um, you know, we, we we're always talking about the chamber plan and how great it is financially for all our uh, our members that are on it. But um, one of the big things I think a lot of people don't realize is all the mental health tools that are available mm-hmm. as part of the program. And you know, it's not just a buzzword these days, but certainly we're getting calls from um, from firms that are looking for employee benefits. And one of the first things sort of out of the gate is, you know, what mental health support uh, things do you provide? So so I thought this morning uh, it would be great if we could bring on um, an expert in, in mental health and, right. and uh, uh, also part of the provider of some of the resources that are available with the chamber plan from Teladoc. So, um I'll, I'll, well, I was going to say, I, now I, Brett, I finally found the notes. Mariana is a, uh, a mental health has a background, teaches a course on the psychology of relationships at the U of T. She has a degree from Harvard and is the marketing director for uh, the mental health products at uh, the Chamber Plan. Mariana, thanks for joining us. What are some of the challenges that you're seeing with employees? And maybe you can talk a little bit about how great it is that this is available to employers to offer to their employees. Absolutely. So I think it's no surprise and everyone's been through the pandemic. It's been a rough few years. And I think we're in the phase now where we're in like post pandemic, everyone's starting to enjoy life, but that comes with a lot of anxiety and it's coming with depression too, because the social ties that we've, we've been missing for the last three years during the pandemic, not all of them made them through. We know that divorce rates went up. There are a lot of relational ties that sort of broke apart during the pandemic and relationships, having positive relationships is certainly a really important aspect of mental health. And we also can't, um, you know, I think denounce the importance of um, just how much our daily life shifted during the pandemic. And so now we're seeing the post pandemic pandemic of mental health issues. So we've seen depression go up, we've seen anxiety go up um, in all ages, in all categories. So in terms of the importance of mental health and supporting um, employees who have mental health, health issues, I think, you know, the time to act was yesterday, but it's better to act today and tomorrow um, if you haven't yet put a plan into place. So I can tell you a little bit about the offerings that we have at Teladoc Health and we actually just ran a study, which I'll be, you know, happy to talk to you about at a future point, um, just about Canadians and their access to mental health resources. We know that on average, um, I think 50% of Canadians wait at least one month to access any sort of mental health um, community resources that are available to them. So that's still one month waiting. But what we um, conducted in our research and found is that Um, Even when people do get treatment, they're not super confident in the treatment that they're getting. That's when they actually do get treatment, when they've waited that one month to see a, you know, psychologist or a therapist in their community, or they've waited six months to see a psychiatrist. Not all of them are exactly, you know, happy with the treatment uh, plan or with their diagnosis. So one of the programs that we offer at Teladoc Health is called Mental Health Navigator. This is a 
it, you know, it's truly a differentiated product. There's nothing like this in the market because we basically pair a, an employee with a mental health navigator that gives them resources in the community and um, resources in general about, you know, what they're um, um what they might be suffering from. But the more important, you know, um, aspect of Mental Health Navigator is that we get psychologists and psychiatrists to carefully review each employee's diagnosis and treatment plan, obviously, if they're if they, you know, want to pursue this, and they deliver a personalized action plan. So there might be a diagnosis change, there might be a treatment plan change. And we see that this is super important for depression, because a large uh, number of people who are on depression, medication, I think on average, it takes three or four medications to finally get to the right one to finally start seeing relief. So it's sort of like if you start baking in all of the wait times and um, that it takes to see somebody and then knowing that you're not on the right medication, and then you probably won't be for a long time. A program like this is invaluable, I think, because um, you, you get a second opinion essentially in a, in a very expedited way. So that's one of our programs. And then I can tell you a little bit about our other one. What the my strength? Yes. So my strength is important because guess what? Even though everybody's talking about mental health, not many people are actually comfortable about talking uh, comfortable talking about their own mental health. So my strength is a fully digital program. It means you can do it twenty four seven in the middle of the night if you can't sleep and you're having sleep issues. You log into your Teladoc app. You go um, to my strength and you can access specific programs that are helpful to you in the moment like it's an in the moment tool which is phenomenal and what i think is interesting about my strength is that when you start the program you'll be asked specific questions these questionnaires actually help tailor um recommendations to you so if you don't know if you're feeling depressed you might think i'm feeling a little bit blue you'll have a questionnaire at the beginning of the um basically once you sign on to my strength and then when you go through the questionnaire you'll have, um, you know, tailored, um, well, tailored services within the, um, within the app that speak directly to you and the results are phenomenal. So for depression, for instance, um, 53% reduction in depression for people who go through the program. And this is fully digital. You do have a coach who's available to support you if you want to. If you're more, you know, you don't really want to speak to someone, you just want to seek evidence-based um, resources that help you at your own pace. This is um, a, a phenomenal program. And just another reason, like we've been part of the Chamber Plan. Uh, not only uh, Marianne has the Chamber Plan and a sponsor on our show, but we've been part of it as a small business for many years now. And this mm-hmm. is just another element that is sort of differentiates the chamber plan from a lot of others. And as I said in in my introduction and my first question, it really is one of those things that employers, Brett, can offer their employees, as Mariana says, you know, at a time like... You know, it, years ago wasn't talked about, but now it's become so so much part of the, the conversation in our culture. And a lot of companies aren't able to articulate it the way that the chamber plan is, Brett. And this is all just part of it uh, as part of the ongoing support the chamber plan gives its employees. Yes. And, you know, what, one of the things that's kind of interesting here is um, mo- most of these resources are included with all chamber plans. The mental health navigator comes with the health benefit, but uh, Teladoc, uh, my strength comes with all, all, all programs that we have and, and both at no additional cost. Uh, but what we see on our uh, employee assistance program through Arete is that um, uh, people are not necessarily using all the resources. 
So the great thing about adding these Teladoc products is now people can sort of go outside of, um, you know, they don't necessarily have to use the EAP. They, they can do some of the stuff digitally if they're not comfortable talking to somebody yet. They can start to feel their way around, whether they need to get help and, and so on and so forth. And then they can move on to the mental health navigator. Maybe they are getting help, but they're they're not getting the result they need. And this will help them move to the next stage and, and find other resources to sort of get the assistance that they they really need. And these things help, um, you know, the, the, there's a lot of intangibles for, for employers, which, which is, you know, people tend to be uh, more engaged when they're at work. Uh, they tend to show up more often. Um, they're more productive um, if if their mental health is mm. is not suffering. So, um, uh, you know, these things are intangibles that uh, sort of actually financially help small businesses and well, all businesses, frankly. And um, so we're, we're we're really kind of proud of the sort of stepped care program that the, the Chambers plan has put together. And Teladoc's a big part of that with these new uh, additional pieces. Well, that's right. And we often describe it as very progressive. And it's true because, a you know, a, a mentally healthy employee, as you say, is a more productive employee. And again, what we've been through over the past couple of years, thank goodness we're not back when they're back when the stigmas were attached and all these people are suffering without the ability to get help or, you know, wanting to admit they need help. That has that's all changed. And uh, again, this is just so progressive and and. Uh, Logical, Yeah, and as we say, always uh, check the Chamber Plan uh, online. Uh, Brett, great talking to you. I, I saw, I see in the note now, I, I guess I, I looked at it, I didn't realize you were, you were we'll, we'll try and arrange golf. I can't do it today, obviously, but we're going to do it in the next couple of weeks, you, me, and Bill. Mariana, I, I know this isn't really part of it, but I'm just curious, like, when you're talking to people and they're telling you about what they've done and stuff, how, how quickly do you slip in, I have a degree from Harvard? Because if I had one, <laughs> like, it would be like, how I would try and do that at the grocery. Oh, I, do you have any? Uh, oh, you mean with my degree from Harvard? Um, uh, yeah, as often as I can, really. <laughs> well, uh, it's great talking to you and Mariana. Thanks for. Uh, I hope we get a chance to talk to you again because it's great. It's great uh, information, and it does does show us that the chamber plan is, as Freddie say, uh, progressive and uh, a little bit ahead of the curve. Thanks, guys, and take care. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Brett, I'll, okay, send, you I'll send you a note when uh, we can uh, figure out the golf. Thanks uh, very much. Always a pleasure. Okay. Bye. Yeah. I would, uh, if I had a degree from Harvard, that's all I would be saying to people. Oh, is that right? How's Is that like my degree from Harvard? Mm-hmm. Damn it. It's like pilots, right? The joke is, how do you know you have a pilot at your party? Oh, don't worry. He'll tell you. That would be like me and my degree from Harvard. I'd be like, hey, nice to meet you. What's, did, did you was your name Howard? I, I'm sorry, did I say Howard? It's Harvard. Harvard Glassman. <laughs> I would change my name. Not the case. Says I'm alive. You and me, babe. How about it? Yeah, there was a, you know, not that long ago, somebody in a workplace would never admit they were struggling with mental health because they would, might be afraid it would affect their employment status. Yeah. Well, Especially, that's true. again, you know, Generation Z, Millennials and everything, you know, a lot that's been shoved onto their plate over the past few years. It's just great those resources are there. Really you know, and then there's, yeah, there are people that, <laughs> you know, didn't want to discuss their mental health in the worst workplace. And then there are people like me where the workplace said, we want to discuss your mental health. <laughs> ah! 
We open the conversation. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Howard, uh, I need you to come to my office. You really should see somebody. Is it, is just, but not you, Dan. You're perfect. Thank look you. At you. Thank the, you very much. Look at you. The sun shining on Dan Duran. Is the sun the smoke, always yeah. shining on Dan Duran? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. The sun is well, always like shining. I life with a smile on my face. Yeah, oblivious. Mm-hmm. Never talking about the things that really matter. Uh, well, is that all? Listen, I, we never got to those emails. Um, we're going to get to them uh, tomorrow. There was about, I said to Fred before the show, I said, there's like four or five that are just stuff that just happened yesterday. So I'll um, maybe we'll add a couple to our email show for tomorrow. Yeah, it might be a lengthy show uh, with the Palma Pasta um, uh, gift certificate up for grabs. The emails are pouring in. You may have noticed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. So, you know, we uh, we generally shoot for about 20 minutes and we're going to record it tomorrow. And what's happened is on the days that we record it on the day we release it, they're always longer because we, you know, we're like, hey, we're not really doing a show today. But then next thing you know, 30 minutes go by. <laughs> So uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow's going to be a long one, but we're going to get to as many of yours as we can. We will give away the gift certificate. Just pick a random uh, name uh, of all the ones that we that we had. I've kept them all for June, by the way. So and we had a ton of them. Uh, Dan, uh, we wish you uh, well. I wish you well as well. As, and uh, uh, you enjoyed a week off. Uh, you're, ta- you're just taking it off because you guys are taking it off, or is there some sort of golf related uh, tourney? Well, that's why we. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm taking uh, a couple days off: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I'm playing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in different tournaments. So each one of those days is a different tournament. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah, you're going quite on tour then. Uh, well, that's what it's been like the last uh, three or four weeks. I've been going out to different places and playing different courses. And seeing different parts of Ontario, Dan. Right. Is there a potluck dinner at the end of every one of those? Or like, or you mean like, do we all bring some? When like a potluck dinner, like we do, we all bring <laughs> our own fucking. <laughs> yeah, food? I meant I meant smorgasbord, but it would be funny. <laughs> a smorgasbord, yeah, it would be really funny if it's like uh, the entry fee includes blah blah blah. But bring your own food. <laughs> there's gonna be a there's gonna be a lovely potluck at the end of the day. Howard's yeah. potato salad is awesome. I'm going to bring Howard. You know, we, we didn't want to invite Howard, but his potato salad is to die for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Funny, funny boys. Uh, thanks to Brett Tanner and uh, Mariana from the Chamber Plan, to uh, Tim Niblett, to uh, Toronto Mike, to uh, Dan Duran, and to one and all. By the way, I was thinking I, I felt bad because I was supposed to meet Fred at Palma Pasta yesterday, and I was going to give you your Wrexham AFC hat mm-hmm. but it's maybe I'll pop over there to Brampton today you can give it to dolls as her anniversary present <laughs> yeah it's like yeah, hey that'd doll be, that'd be great I <laughs> thought of you because I know you love Wrexham <laughs> happy anniversary happy anniversary doll beautiful angel yeah I gotta figure out how to get out of here and whip over and Grab something. I, do, I told you you should reset her alarm. She won't, you know, she won't know a thing. She'll oh, think it's no, six in the morning. She's not biking here. Her, oh, her pattering oh, around up there. Pattering. So you sneak through one of the basement windows and then. Yeah, exactly. Call an Uber to me like at the I, end of the street. If I go upstairs and there's something on the counter for me, I'm going to be very, very embarrassed. You know what we thought of? We should have thought of this earlier. We could have Uber eats a cake over there. I could have seriously, Dan. It's too bad you didn't bring up Uber a couple hours ago because I said, "Dude, I can get you a cake over there, no problem." We can Uber eats you a beautiful some cupcakes or something. 
A wedding cake. Get a, a wedding get cake. A wedding cake. That's yeah. We're very particular with our cakes. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. Like, sorry. Sorry for being solution oriented. Why don't you take another big you know, shit on our ideas? Birthday cake with the yucky icing and the white cake, and you know. You know, Dan. This is spread and, the cheeks, and I go for like the you know. I forget what the name of them are. The 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 nice ones. You know, if this was nice a, if this was a sitcom, Dan. You and I'd be like, Fred's always shitting on you our know, ideas. Traditional birthday cake sucks. Yeah, why don't you shit on more of our ideas? We're just well, what's what's a good cake for you? Where you spread your cheeks it, for? Yeah, Dan. It's forget- called uh, Delise. Oh tells me the names of them, and I have to go to a certain area and get them. Oh, we Dan. had one on the weekend for my son-in-law's um, birthday. Yeah, that's delicious. great. The point is, we're trying to come up with solutions for you. Mm. Okay. We tried to come up with the alarm I'm clock just solution. You, I don't want you to waste your money on one of those traditional. Well, I wasn't wasting my money. Shitty. It was going to be your money. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to buy it. What else do you want me to do? Give you a fucking hat. Give you a cake. You know those ones that have big flowers. You know what I had last night? I had because uh, we had best, we had BPC Dan. We had the best Portuguese chicken stuff, oh, and they have God. these Portuguese little custard tarts. Fuck. Oh yeah, that, those that, are the that, best. That, that have you ever had? Yeah, there's what's that, Dan? There was a place in Peterborough that was named after them. Called they're called Natas. I don't know if that's exactly so, how you so good. Have you ever had one of those, Freddie? What is that? They're like little Portuguese custard tarts. They're the oh, best. Yes. Oh yes, I had God. one last. Night. Yes, I have them. God. There's a place in Georgetown where we get some, and nah, I've just discovered a place in Brampton that has them. I had one last night. Georgetown doesn't have good Portuguese chicken food. Hmm? No, they don't have good stuff in Portuguese. In Portuguese, they don't have what? They don't have good Portuguese stuff in Georgetown and Brampton. Come on, uh, no, they they call them custard tarts, but custard they're, they're, tarts, yeah, they're so yeah. fucking good. No, they were good. Yeah. yeah. They're so good. How about, how about a singing telegram? Some sort of, you know, group that shows up at your doorstep and sings. I know what you should do. You should get up yeah. to take, after the show, take off all your clothes, take a magic marker, and write happy anniversary on your dink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or at least, yeah, no, just get well. good to go. All there was a day. It. There was a day. There was a time in this fair land. <laughs> there was a day. There was a day. That day, maybe, by the way, that day is maybe not, up to year twenty two, twenty three. <laughs> that day is not today. Like a doll, be like, "What are you doing? Put your clothes that on, day you was, idiot!" <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard to write happy birthday or happy anniversary on a mushroom cap. <laughs> I was because I was going to make the joke. All you'd get was hap, hap, hap. What's hap? H a p. Dan Duran could write happy anniversary for all the years that we've been together. I love you. Mm. <laughs> Uh, all right, everybody. So tomorrow's a new show. So don't give a shit. We're doing a brand new show tomorrow, the email program. And then we'll be off next week. And then we'll be back again the week after. And then I don't know. Okay. Okay. Enjoy Groovy. yourselves. Yes. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Architect Outdoor Living, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Aaron Ventures, EVNet.ca, Palma Pasta, and our newest sponsor, Stretch Lab Toronto. We read all those emails, and we've got tomorrow's email show, Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. Liking, subscribing, that helps us out. Writing reviews does as well. Writing a review does as well. Anyway, you know, you want to know what I mean. Anyway, I heard so <laughs> yeah, Humble and Fred. I'm Dan Duran. And remember to enjoy the new Humble and Fred handout on cruise ships to find out if cruise shipping is right for you.
Check with your doctor to see if there'll be unintended side effects so you can enjoy every Gordan day. Just clap your hands. Just clap your hands. Where's that?